Well, there's a different car for almost every day, I think. It depends on what mood you're in. Like, you know, I wish you could just say that four cars would be enough, but in my experience, it isn't. Like, you can't have too many. It depends on your mood. Some days you wake up and you feel, oh, I don't want to drive. What do I feel like today? I mean, to have that option, I think, would just be great. A different car for 365 days out of the year, I'd be pretty happy. So what kind of cars would that be, muscle or import? Everything. Everything. My problem is I appreciate them all. My cars are my vice. Like, I collect cars. That's what I do. I love everything about them. And, you know, in this movie, you see, oh, there's import guys, there's, the, there, there's domestic guys, and there's European guys. I like them all. I have them all. And I will always have multiples of each. That's just, that's, it's a big part of my lifestyle. It's a big part of who I am. And uh, it'll always remain that. Good evening, people. Whenever you're listening to this, uh, we are back again. We recorded a few days ago, but we're already back in the saddle to give you some audio delights once again. Uh, my name is Matt Foster, and I'm joined as ever by my Skype's advertising mayonnaise. <laughs> mine's advertising. Um, mine's advertising um, breaks to the Hilton in Manchester. The thing is, it's like, it's supposed to be tangenting already. It, it like it does sound slightly targeted, like maybe you need a hotel in Manchester or something. Well, I, I, I was actually looking for hotels in Manchester the other day. So, so there you go. I've not been Googling mayonnaise. <laughs> or sandwich construction. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you even like mayonnaise? 
Not amazing, not massively, no. I mean, it's all right, but I don't really, actually, I don't really ever eat mayonnaise. I'm a bit hit and miss with mayonnaise. I go through phases of liking it, phases of, I could never eat something with just mayonnaise on it. It's got to be in a compliment oh, with God, something no. else. Whereas, yeah. honestly, Becky goes through mayonnaise like a crazy person. She could yeah, Don, Don likes mayonnaise as well. Yeah. So, um... I, I wonder if it's, if it's... Yeah, it is, it'll be, it'll be like, targeted, like, like on Google Chrome. Uh, theirs is all targeted, isn't it? Every, all, 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 oh, yeah, okay. yeah. But, I mean, like, Google Chrome, it kind of makes sense, to be honest. Like, this, it's just, like, they're, you know, they're not going to make any money. I'm not going to click on this fucking link. No, God, no. I mean, I'm going to minimize the thing, because it's starting to talk about chia batters now, and it's bothering me. <laughs> right, it's all sandwich-based. Well, no, no, no. It's still the, it's still the, the Hellman's mayonnaise It's still thing. the Hellman's mayonnaise thing. It's not like it's just running through, next it'll be cold cuts. I just wonder if Don, yeah, if Don has been using my Windows login and looking up sandwiches. It, 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 it's, it's highly plausible. Maybe. Anyway, hi. Hello. Um, we are, well, today we are talking about uh, the 2013 remake or re-adaptation, whatever they're going to try and call it, of Carrie. Um, we're also going to do one new and one new, because, um, like I say, we only recorded a few days ago, and myself and Ian have not actually watched anything old, uh, either of us, have we? No, I mean, it was either that or just delay the episode again, and, you know, like, last week's was already delayed enough, so it was just one week only, even though I, I, I say that one week only, and, like, hopefully we'll get back on an even keel, but then, like, I could be... Like it could be baby time any any day. There, there, so will, it, there, there will possibly be in December a week missed, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the Streets of Fire commentary will be one of the shows, and then we might miss another show. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll 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 certainly we'll certainly do what we can do. Yeah, I'd say on, on that one, and I'm, I'm, I will we'll definitely at the end of year be putting out the end of year show. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, in the end of the day, I'm going to have two weeks off work, and it's not going to be all baby all the time. I, I, you know, I should have a little bit of time at least. And, so, yeah. yeah, and I get... Uh, I finish on the 20th for Christmas, and then I'm not back again until the 2nd. Jesus, that's sweet. Fucking lovely, isn't it? Um, yes, so, right. Um, Email us, dudemonkey at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch with us at dudemonkey on Twitter, at Laurie at dudefors. If you want to send us questions at anything at any time, not even when we just ask, then please do so. Um, and Ian, what trailers have you been watching? Oh, actually, none. wait, before, I, I, I've watched none either. Um, <laughs> uh, what I would like to say is getting a little bit serious now for a minute. Um Woke up to some pretty, you know, horrible kind of film-related news today with the um, sad passing of Paul Walker. Um, I know, in a roundabout way, both me and Ian are sort of, uh, quite sort of fans of his, of his I'd say, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be absolutely honest. I'm not, if I'm honest, I'm not a massive fan of his work, but, you know, the the. Re- the, the the amount of outpouring by an awful lot of people today, like uh, people who have worked with him and other people in that industry, he was obviously a really, really, really respected and liked guy. Mm. So I mean, like it's you know it's sad on a basic human level. I'm not I'm not going to say oh I don't like his performances so whatever. I'm not at all. But I I, I think if you take the lion's share of this because you're very very fond of it. I I am yeah. Uh, I mean I. My kind of viewing of, of Paul Walker goes back to um, 
my first ever date with my now wife was to see a, a film that starred Paul Walker and She's All That. Was it The Skulls? It was The Skulls, oh. no. It, it was uh, She's All That. We actually went to see something else, and I can't remember what else it was we went to see. Uh, but it was sold out, so uh, me being the gentleman sort of aspect, and he said, well, I wouldn't mind seeing She's All That. So we went to see that, and it, it's a it's a perfectly lovely um, teen film, She's All That. It's, you know, it, it's very entertaining. Um, uh, I will... I, I, the schools, I think it's a great film. Um, I've been an on and off fan of the Fast and the Furious films. Uh, I think they're majoritively uh, very watchable. Uh, we were both big fans of, of Fast Six uh, oh, yeah. from this year. Uh, Joyride, the um, kind of very trashy. Have you seen Joyride? Yeah, uh, otherwise known as Roadkill. Yes, it is known as Roadkill in America. Yeah, uh, the very trashy B movie esque. Uh, John Dow film uh, that he made, uh, and uh, Into the Blue is a thoroughly entertaining film. Eight Below is again not a great film, but very watchable. Um, and then there's Running Scared, which is just uh, honestly an absolutely brilliant um, film, uh, a proper proper batshit genre film uh, by Wayne Kramer. Um, I'm very much well looking forward to catching um, Pawn Shop Chronicles, which is a film that they released earlier on this year uh, that kind of went by the wayside. Um, be catching that as soon as I can uh, because, well, it, it, because I like the work they did um, previous together uh, and also, you know, you make sure these kind of things make you sort of realise, right, I'm, I, I want to see that now because it's one of his last performances and it's, you know, see see if he went out in style, we'll say. Uh, so, all the best wishes to his friends and his family. I'm sure a lot of anyone listening to this, but just point out there to the film community that it's a horrible thing, especially at this time of year. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, do, do we know if he'd actually completed work on Fast 7? Or... Uh, no, it doesn't look like he completed work on Fast 7. It, it looked like he did complete work on the, uh, what's it called, the remake of uh, District 13. Oh, that's right. Uh, I think he had, they had finished work on on that, and that was in post. But um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Fast Seven is in post production, so yeah, it does seem it's been, it is in post. It's been, it's been okay. changed since this morning to post production. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, that's that is weird. I, 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 from what I remember, I'm pretty sure I checked on um, Wikipedia this morning, and it said uh, production. <laughs> And then now it's changed to post-production. Hmm. I mean, it, it will be. I, I I know it only happened today and whatnot, uh, but I like it will be interesting to see what does happen with that because, you know, the the way he died in real life, mm. it would seem weird. It would seem kind of creepy if they had him die in a car-related thing in the Fast films. Yeah. So it, it it will be weird to see what happens with that. I mean, I will I I, mean, I will say as well. There was some discussion online um, earlier on, like about like pu- like publishing the pictures and whatnot, and like some people were were pretty down on that. But frankly, if that makes some people who might go and see the fast films and then try and be and be a little bit too inspired about it afterwards, yeah. if seeing photos like that, like stops even a couple of people from doing that then i say fair play i mean it's you know his legacy i think might be to actually maybe open up a a, a few people like a few people's eyes who like 
really, really like the Fast films and whatnot. That, that like, we, I mean, we don't know the circumstances, like exactly what happened, but it would appear if no other car was involved, and it, you know, his friend was driving and whatnot. May, maybe he was he was going too fast, and well, it was it was I his mean, friend it, driving, it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was his friend driving. Yeah, it's important to say, but I mean, like. Unless it was a freak accident, you would have to assume it was it was that, and he lost control of the car as a result. I, I mean, like like I say, if he's gonna if he's gonna have a legacy outside of his acting, if it's gonna maybe save some people's lives from from really really horrible car crashes themselves, then you know that I mean that's a good thing in itself. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm you know I hope that's not like a, that doesn't sound offensive or anything like that. It's just like I hope it it makes this gives people some second thought before they get behind the wheel of a car and do a hundred down a motorway mm. or try intimidating people. Like, I mean, like I, I drive on the motorway. I'm very, very much a speed limit person, frankly. And I felt intimidated a lot by drivers like coming up the back of me wanting, like, you know, wanting to get past or whatever. And it's that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. I think something like this could have an effect on people doing stuff like that. And um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's really, 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 really sad. I mean, forty years old, he had uh, he had a fifteen-year-old daughter. It just, mm. yeah, it's it's really depressing. He's also, frankly, he is an actor who never it never feels like he quite got away from the. Even though I mean, like he like he it, a lot of his roles were this, but he he never really got away from the surfer boy. Like I, I don't know that kind of character he cultivated in the Fast and Furious films. It even though he it it, 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 it just never seemed like he he really got a chance to really show what he maybe he could do. Yeah, I think a lot of time when when you're as um, as kind of aesthetically designed as he was, he was you know he's a good look. He was a very good looking good looking guy. Yeah. You know and he didn't look forty. Um, mm. at all. You know, he could quite easily have passed for late 20s in a film. Easily. Sure. Um, and I think that, that when you have that kind of that kind of aesthetic and that kind of look, it's maybe as you get older that the, the, the Matthew McConaughey thing k- kicks in. That, that, that those kind of slightly more yeah, sure. um, weighty roles start coming forward. Uh, I mean, also, as well, he's, he's what, what seems to be, like you were saying earlier, he, he does seem to have been a genuinely lovely guy. Um, the fact that you know that a lot of top friends and family have come out and made a statement and said you know if anyone wants to donate anything flowers or whatever we'd actually prefer it if you donated to um, the charity that Paul set up to help uh, victims of natural disasters um, and so you know you you never want to say something good comes out of this but you know it, it, it's it's a nice gesture that people are still sort of saying well that's what he, this this is what he'd want it, it, yeah i mean i, I think yeah. unlike a lot i mean there are there are you know there there are many famous people who die in 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 bad ways and you know they don't seem to have a legacy outside of outside of their their acting work it kind of feels like walker may actually have a bit of a legacy outside of that in terms of his charity work and in, in i mean in terms of speed awareness frankly or mot- motoring awareness i suppose we should say at this time because it's not 100% what actually happened but you know it it feels like this could actually make like have some influence on people and as sad as it is mm. that's a good thing yeah Right, so getting away from the uh, slight, slight serious tangent there, which is unusual for dude in the monkey. 
Um, we're going to play a clip. Like, see, I, I've not watched any trailers because there's been nothing out, to be honest, since we last week. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend and happy, yeah. uh, happy. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving, those who celebrate it, by the way. Um, but, um, yeah, just no no trailers. I think we're due the first trailer of Amazing Spider-Man 2 this week. Mm. I think that's up on Tuesday. Um, you know, it, 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 I think over the next few weeks we're going to start getting summer trailers for next year as yeah, well. Yeah, they'll, so. they'll, they'll want them in cinemas for Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to play a trailer now, though, from the um, 2013... Um, Lord, what's the name again? Uh, Kimberly Pierce. Um, Kimberly Pierce. Version of Carrie. Brightly beams our Father's mercy From his lighthouse evermore But to us he gives the keeping Of the lights of Pick you up after school The other kids, they think I'm weird Carrie, favorite poem, did you bring one? I don't want to be. I want to be normal. Wipe that smile off your face. I have to try and be a whole person before it's too late. <laughs> Help this little girl see the sin of her days and ways. She's made innocent to the curse of blood. Mom, it's not even in the Bible. It doesn't say that anywhere. Go to your closet and pray. No. No! <laughs> you pray, little girl. You pray for forgiveness. hard enough I can make things move there are other people out there like me who can do what I can do you know a devil never dies keeps coming back you gotta keep killing him no the problem is next week you don't have a date already maybe you want to go with me mama I've been asked to prom Some kind of joke on a poor, lonely girl. Your king and queen are... Okay, you heard uh, the trailer for uh, Carrie, uh, directed by Kimberly Pierce, starring Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, Judy Greer, Julianne Moore, uh, and uh, a load of young people. Um, I mean, really, do I have to go into Carrie and say what happens? Uh, essentially, you've got Carrie plays a, a girl who has uh, telekinetic powers uh, and an evangelic, overzealous mother. Um, and uh, he's bullied quite horrifically at school. I don't think I need to tell um, our audience really what Carrie's about. So we'll dive straight in. Ian, uh, what did you think of Carrie? 
Yeah, I mean, you don't really need to tell anyone what happens either, because mm. if you've seen the original Carrie, you basically have seen this film as well. Uh, I mean, it does. I mean, there's a couple of differences and whatnot, you know. But um, yeah, so I, mean, I went into this fucking dreading it because um, Noel Mellor was very, 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 very direct and blunt and vitriolic about how annoyed he was that he sat through and watched it uh and uh we'll uh, uh noel and i are actually gonna be talking about carry on heroes this week jordan uh jordan didn't get to see it but um yeah um so yeah i went in absolutely dreading it because i also i wanted to see saving mr banks as well but i only really had time for one film yesterday and it had to be carry so uh I, I went in with a bit of a chip on my shoulder already frankly and um yeah, I mean, the, the the thing is, I think it was absolutely fine. And I think that if, you know, you were, frankly, if you were part of the target, the target demographic, if you were a teenager, you'd never seen the original Carrie, you'd never heard of the original Carrie, and you watched this, I think you probably would have been, you know, it would have been a, a solid time. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty competently made, even though there was one bugbear I had, technically, please remind me later if I forget. Um you know, I, I mean, it's very, very well cast. I think the casting director is actually the hero of the hour um, for, for this film generally. Um, and, I mean, it, it looks good and whatnot, but, I mean, it just... I mean, I, 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 I enjoyed my time actually in the cinema watching it, but it, it, it is utterly pointless. Um, and, I mean, the disappointing thing about that is the fact that, you know, with... with this day and age of how, you know, how bullying has changed. They pay lip service to that, but it doesn't really have any effect on the story. And the rest of the beats feel pretty much exactly the same. Uh, Mark, I'm, I'm intrigued. What do you think? Well, you just start off, I, I the original um, Carrie, if we're going from the original um, film Carrie, um, it's, it's not a film that I, I, I like Carrie, the, the film, but I don't hold it as high as many do. Um, like I say, I, I do, don't dislike it. I like it enough, but it, it, it's not one of my favourite horror films or anything like that. Um, so I went into this from a more, from a point of where I don't hold the, the original up massively. So, um, but I was still very nervous because I'd heard a lot of bad things. Uh, like you say, there's, there's there's some good bits of casting in it. Um, but it is utterly pointless. Um, at points, it looks quite nice. At points, um, it relies on CG where it didn't need CG. Um, it is... Like you say, it is utterly um, pointless, other than to, um, other than to get what would be deemed as a more nicer looking and modern horror film. It is, it is a continuation of this theme of this is a horror film for people who don't like horror films. Yeah. It, it is a continuation of that. We're not the target audience. Horror fans are not the target audience for this. The target audience for this is teenagers and people who have heard of Carrie probably never actually seen it because, oh, God, it was made, it was made in the 70s. Oh, it looks crap. And, yeah. and who don't like horror films. Uh, I found myself watching it at some points, liking some of the, the performances, at other points going, 
really is 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 this this really it is that really that character they so generic and plain and just fucking I found myself sort of shaking my head. I was in the screen and luckily completely on my own. Nobody else in there. Um, and at a few points, I was quite bored for, for periods of it. Um, I, I think it was competently shot. I don't think it was competently directed, to be honest. I thought the pacing was all over the place. And... Had it not had some decent performances in it, and I and I think the best performance comes from don't come from the two leads. Um, other than that, I I think that it's it's a bit of a mess to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that's I think that's fair enough. I mean, I just I, I'll be honest. I mean, I I didn't get the pay, uh, the pacing thing myself. I mean, it is a little bit stop start. Let, let's just get to the prom. Let's just get to mm. the prom. Let's just get to the prom. You know, and um, I don't know. I mean, I think stop starts a bit. I mean, one thing that did bother me, and the thing is, I don't remember the original film very well, if I'm honest. So, like, the specifics are a bit. But the whole her kind of playing with her powers and developing her powers kind of thing, like that, and then her just unleashing them all, it... it there was a bit of a disconnect there for me. I didn't do you know what that, like. Do you know what that felt a little bit like to me, like a supervillain origins film. You know, like yeah, sure, you know, like sure. when Spider-Man's practicing his web attack powers and shit like that. It yeah. felt a little bit, a little bit like they were developing this this superhero, and then this one click thing happens, and she that that's how you create supervillains rather than superheroes. Uh, and yeah, but I mean, frankly, if I'm going to watch Super uh, Villain Origin, I'll watch Chronicle. Um, you yeah, know, um, yeah. it it just, yeah, I mean, it, it, it to me, it just felt like a bit of a, it, it felt like a bit of a disconnect. I, I, I think it doesn't help that like the first third is very much like Carrie is a loner, Carrie like Carrie has no friends, and then the middle third it's actually her kind of warming up to people, mm. and so it, it kind of made it made it disconnect for me, but. Whereas the original, Sissy Spacek is just, like, even physically, she's just this otherworldly, unique, like, just a person who, it, it just never really, I mean, like, she, she, you, you know she wants, she knows she wants to be good and whatnot, but by, I, I just, I, I remember the original, by that time, it's it's almost like it's just out of it's more out of a sadness mm. whereas in this it is anger and it's like chloe moretz's face like she looks like she's enjoying it and i think it was the empire review said so i'm not going to credit this as an original thought by myself but the the way that she's jerking around like the girl who comes out of the tv and ring or something and it's like it's you, you are it, it, i think they are going for that you get behind her and you want to see her kill all these people messily and whatnot, but it doesn't feel tragic in this. In De Palma's one, it feels like it feels inevitable, but it feels like a tragedy. Here, it it feels like, uh, like yeah, go on, you yeah, know, that's what they're going for, and that's a mistake. It is, it is a little bit, and it's and the the end. I mean, well, we'll, we'll come to the end bit. You know the. 
it, it does follow the same kind of well, I suppose saying it follows the same plot beats as the original it, it is a little bit strange because it is actually based on a very popular and very well you know known and well well read book. So you know there's there's those same beats within the book to base it on as well. You, you know you they have updated it. Um, it's just the, the way they've updated it is yeah all right well, they film they, they they film it they upload it onto the internet but then after that nothing happens nothing nothing changes. No. Like it, like the level of abuse she gets in school doesn't go up or anything. Yeah. It it it's it, it's odd that 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 is such a focus in like the first half hour or so, but then it's just a kind of a means to an end to get Portia Doubleday's character out of the school. Yeah. And that's it, which which is a shame because that like cyberbullying is an interesting tactic to take, and it also could have made it could have made you feel. Make it feel more like a tragedy instead of how Chloe Moretz got her groove back. Yeah, but I think that all plays into what you were saying a minute ago about about essentially this is just we need to get to the prom bit so we can have that bit, and then we can have all the bits after that. The rest of it is is just sort of build up to that, which is which is fair enough to an extent, but it, it just seems like they're just. It, it, it's just ways, stepping stones to get to there. They don't actually develop that. Like, the cyberbullying thing could have worked very well, but it, they don't. They don't want to explore that anymore. It, they just want to have it. They want to get to the bucket tipping over, and yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, and you know, it, it, it's strange because the the more interesting characters in the film were. You know, possible day as as um, Chris Angus said, it is. I thought she was quite good. She came across as quite a good bitch. Yeah, I thought I thought, I thought she was cracking. Yeah, and like well, like, like I said, still... I thought the casting director did really she well. She was cracking, with the exception of one scene. I thought she was just terrible. She was brilliant in the entire film, with the exception of the scene where she's supposed to tip the bucket. And in that, I just felt that was. The, the, them fuddling around with everything like that it, it was I was sort of watching going hang on a minute so is she is he trying to pull it and she's not trying to pull it I don't really yeah it was very muddled it was, it was, it was and, you know, and then she's laughing uncontrollably after it and it, he's trying to get her away and, and and he was just a terrible terrible cardboard character the boyfriend I thought he was but I thought um, Ansel oh, Elgort, uh, Tommy, I, I thought he was the best thing in the film yeah, he was he was really good, and I actually her character, frankly, wasn't in it enough to really emotionally work for me. But I thought the girl who played Sue Snell, Gabriella Wilde, I thought she was all right as well. She, she was all right. I thought she it made it a little bit too obvious in the the opening, you know, them throwing stuff at a scene that well, oh my it, god, it, she it, regretted it. Because she, it was just because they cut back to her like four or five yeah, times. Which, which, in that it, one it, it's in another part of it just. I think the direction was a little bit shoddy in the fact that there was a lot of times where you were going, all right, we get it. And it, it felt a little like that. But yeah, the the, um, the kid who played Tommy, uh, Ansel Elgar, I, I thought he was he was brilliant. He was he was charming. He was charismatic. You, you, there was a niceness to him. I know there's supposed to be a niceness to him. And, you know, he does come across as being the only sort of genuinely nice character in the entire film. He's wanting to do a nice thing for Carrie because his girlfriend's asked him to. And 
there's no there's you know there's there's no he's very much there and you get the feeling from him that he's just going to give her a really good night and he's not going to yeah, try yeah. he's not going to try and make a move on her if he gets the chance or anything like that it, it's just he's there to take her to prom give her a great night and then drop back off at home and then you know that's that's going to be it and it, it, and it's all that all plays out quite well and the him dancing with a scene and teaching a dance scene, I thought was a wonderfully lovely little scene, and it, it did yeah. it did help. It would have helped more, I think, if you didn't know what was about to happen. But of course, you do know what's about to happen. Anybody who, not even everybody who's seen the original, anybody who's seen any of the publicity or the posts or anything, knows what's about to happen. So it does kind of it it, it does kind of temper that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and I mean, it. I mean, as 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 much of a shame as it is, I don't. I think I thought Chloe Moretz was just about okay, mm. but you know, she is a good little actress, and it, it. I don't know. I can't help but feel she maybe could have done better. I mean, it is a bit. It is a bit of a stretch, frankly, that Chloe Moretz is. You know, is Carrie? Frankly, it, it is cause... as well, and, and and giving her, oh, she's really awkward because she hunches her shoulders forward and walks slightly. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was how they did, and her hair's kind of long and in front of her face, and that was about all that they actually did. Yeah, I mean, yes, her hair's long in front of her face, but it, it, it was still pretty immaculate, with the exception of when it was wet. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I thought Julianne Moore was solid. You know, I, I I thought she was decent. I liked the whole internalizing thing, the whole kind of like the kind of rubbing into a skin kind of. Yeah, I I I I I, I thought that was good. I thought she had good physicality with the with the role, and um, I I I thought she was intense. I actually quite enjoyed her, and I mean. It, it, I mean, I, I thought it was good looking. I mean, I thought the cinematography was decent. It didn't help that there was some bad projection bulb flicker in the in the screening i was in um so that kind of took away from that a little bit but i, I will say the, the thing that i wanted to mention and i noticed this a few times and I, I i don't think i've ever really noticed this in a film before but i noticed a few shots and i think this is just the editing really and like picking takes where a character would have a facial expression then it would cut to another angle and they'd have a completely different facial expression yeah. Did you notice that? I noticed it twice, I think. Like, that is such a weirdly... Like, how does that happen? Like, surely if you're just doing the same takes over and over again, you at least have the same facial expressions when you're in... Like, when you're doing that scene. Was that... Was one of them when, um... Judy Greer. Judy Greer, yeah, there was one with Judy Greer. I remember yeah. particularly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did notice that. It, it, that's just a combination of of sloppy editing and again not great direction. I mean, this is you know, yeah. Kimberly Pierce. You know, she's made three films in fourteen years, um, and two of them are not great. You know, mm. Boys Don't Cry is a decent film. Uh, and stop loss is well, is not brilliant to be honest. You know, it's got a good cast, but as an actual film, it's it, it misses its point a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just... The, the thing is, though, I, I was never bored. I wasn't. Um, like, like I said earlier, the pacing thing, I didn't quite... I mean, apart from the whole it just wants to get to the prom. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, once, as much as I wasn't into the like the character's kind of revenge i didn't feel it i thought technically it was well done i like i i quite like the deaths i like the idea of porsche double day's character in that car when carrie's just kind of making it spin and spin and spin and then there's a moment between them and then porsche double day's just like fuck it i know what's probably going to happen but fuck i hate her <laughs> and just like like got rams on the accelerator and then ob- and then just like smashes through the car windshield i th- you know I, I i thought that was I, I you know i thought that was well done it was... i enjoyed watching her get the revenge it was just emotionally it didn't work for me it was it was good and i enjoyed that but that whole kind of death scene and i did enjoy that because uh, it, it looked it looked good it did remind me for some reason it reminded me of like a lot of the final destination deaths there Oh sure, uh, which is, no, which no, isn't a criticism to be honest, because the final destinations are a solid series of films. Um, but yeah, that was there was some good sort of kills there. Um, yeah, I, I just I think going into it, it very very soon into it, I did start to think, oh, I've just realised this film isn't made for people who like Carrie. This film is made for people who've never seen Carrie. This is this is this generation's Carrie. It's just carry again um and that's when i kind of started um to realize maybe this was going to be a little bit i don't know just not quite was going to be very mainstream and it was very mainstream i thought yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it, it is. I mean, it, I, I don't know, it's 15 rated. Um, any of the kind of like the more kind of slightly sleazy stuff that De Palma did is obviously toned down here. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's made for a teenage audience. Mm. And like I say, I mean, I think from that point of view, yeah, it, it's it, probably a pretty solid watch, really. Yeah. It, it just, for us, there's not much to it. No, no, it, it, certainly it, it's... I didn't like it. I'll be honest. I I didn't like it. wasn't a, a fan. I thought it was it, it it pushed too many wrong buttons for me. Um, you know the the few decent pieces of uh, of casting aside. Uh, the I mean the, there's a specific scene in this film which makes the film. It's the most pivotal point in the film. Is the um, the, the bucket tipping over. And I thought that the the CG blood looked like shit. Uh, at the end of the day, what's wrong with using actual blood? <laughs> Not actual blood, but using <laughs> an actual physical substance as blood. It would have looked so much better, if you, especially if you can have close-ups of it from three different angles of it coming out of the bucket. Use an actual liquid that will behave like a liquid rather than a load of guys sat at a computer trying to get something to look like liquid when you could just use a liquid and then slow it down and add bits in. It it it, it looked it looked awful. It looked like early day CGI. I can't say I noticed it to uh, be honest. Uh, Sorry. It, 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 I thought it looked horrible. I really did. It looked it looked like it was plastic. It looked like it like this gloopy thing. It, yeah, it was gloopy, yeah. But I mean, I think pig's blood is gloopy, is it not? It's it's, it's 
it's gloopy when you get it to that amount, but it just it it looked. I was very very aware that that wasn't real liquid. Fair enough. Um, any other negatives, positive to throw at it? No, I mean it just. It, I don't know. It is what it is. Frankly, I I I I'd, I'd give it a definitely not shit because I, I mean it, it's a little bit touch and go. But I I'm three out of five. I thought it was fine. I'll never watch it again. But like, I don't know. Compared to some horror remakes, I I. Yeah, I I I was okay with it. I I mean it's pointless, but it was harmless. Mm. Um, even Judy Greer in shots. I'm sorry, couldn't save this for me. Uh, no, I mean that that might be one of the reasons why I'm looking kindly on it. it I, uh, Judy Greer is quite fetching. She is, uh, and she, like I said, she does wear shorts in it. So that at one point. Oh, I tell I tell you what's going to trouble me next year. What? She's playing an ape in Dawn of the Planet oh, of the Apes. Oh, isn't she? Ah, oh, imagine if she wears shorts in that. Um, an an ape performed by Judy Greer. That's 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 oh that's born of jams 2014 started out. Oh dear. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna have to go for um, shit. Uh, as well, we don't split on that that much that we often. Don't, so that's no, as, as charming as uh, Ansel Algar was, um, I'm gonna have to go shit. The th- the thing is, it's not one where I'd argue either because I I know Noel's gonna hammer it on t- on Tuesday when we record. I'll just be like, yeah, all right, fair enough. I, 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 you know, I, I I don't care enough about the film to argue. Uh, and a lot of what you've said certainly is like, yeah, absolutely fair enough. I just I don't know. I didn't. I I consider it, it might be because I went in with super duper duper low expectations, but I I. By the end of it, I was just like, yeah, all right, don't feel like a, like, just wait. It was a childhood corrupted by endless hours of VHS rentals. We're sick, the manage shit, you'd love it. In his most formative years, he had seen it all. I can handle anything. Action. Karate is not to be used aggressively, but if I have no other choice. Horror. (laughs) And romance. Now, he's decided it's time to go back. For just one more adventure. Humans are such an easy prey. Noel Miller presents... You're the problem, you little shit! The Adventures in VHS Podcast. Join me, Noel Mellor, as each month I take an in-depth look at one movie from my collection of ex-rental 80s VHS classics and speak to one or two of the people involved with making them about what the format means to them. The Adventures in VHS Podcast. Thank you. Have a nice day. Download today from iTunes by searching for Adventures of VHS or visit adventuresofvhs.com. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. 
just really it's isn't. not visually striking no I just just getting confirmation it's just in English. that's the third time though I mean almost this is on you can find us at chinstroker versus punter.podomatic.com so come and share the victory if you could any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. I'm Sarah from GorePress.com, and along with my co-host Phil, we present the GorePress Gorecast. But Sarah, what is the GorePress Gorecast? Well, Phil, I'm glad you asked. It's a weekly show in which we review horror movies, discuss our love for the genre, and generally just blunder through, showcasing our startling ineptitude at podcasting. Hello, and welcome to another... Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, no, that is not helping! That sounds ridiculously professional. That can't be all we do, can it? It certainly isn't. We also try and talk a little bit about what we've watched recently and selflessly plumb the depths of B-Movie Hell so we can inform you, our loyal listeners, about what to watch and what to avoid. Well, that just sounds dandy. Where could I find such a podcast? Well, Phil, you can subscribe to us by searching for the new Gorepress Gorecast in iTunes or you can find us at gorepress.com. So much knowledge about this film. This is an hour and a half, so it's a bit of a win. Sure. Right. Um, from there, we shall play some promos for some podcasts uh, that we uh, like and endorse, uh, and then we'll get into our one new and one new. You good to go? Yeah. Cool. Right in. Um, do you want to um, shoot people in their ears with uh, your first one new? Okie dokie, yeah. So I might have mentioned this on mic last time, I can't remember, but I watched a film that's been getting, you know, a fair bit of attention lately. Um, comes out on Eureka Blu-ray next year in the UK, and I think maybe Draft House Films have it in the US. Um, so it's been like basically because of that, it's been getting a lot of attention on on film websites in the US because Draft House films apparently can't do any wrong, even though I, I'd slightly beg to differ. Um, but, um, or would I? No, I can't even think. Anyway, uh, actually, well, I will. If this was a Draft House film, film I will. Uh, Wake and Fright, which, um, directed by Ted Kocheff, uh, 1970s film. Might be 1970, actually. Um, story is... Uh, you've got this um, school teacher out in the outback um, who fucking hates his job, seems to hate his life, um, has basically been forced to go um, work in the outback. And uh, it's the Christmas holidays and um, he's due to catch a flight to Sydney, but he um, stays in a place called the Yabba for, for the night and basically finds himself through circumstance um, his own ego and his own faults um, finds himself essentially stuck in the Abba, where he's befriended slash is he a friend or not by an alcoholic doctor played by Donald Pleasance and a bunch of other people who, who may or may not uh, be friendly. It's um, basically the um, the kind of the holier than thou pretentious intelligent man 
uh, with a bunch of people he appears he thinks are less than him, um, and he's kind of trying to like you're basically trying to work out through the film what their intentions are, whether they are actually friendly or whether there's something more sinister about them. So, yeah, I was disappointed by Wake and Fright. Um, I but I certainly didn't hate it. Um, it's at moments, it's very, 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 very atmospheric. Um, the the cinematography is sweaty and nasty, and you can basically smell the flies. And, you know, you, you, you just don't want to be there. As, mu as much as the lead character doesn't want to be there, you just don't want to be there just because of how oppressive it feels. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's very good. And there are certain standout sequences which are surreal and kind of catch you off guard uh, and you're not entirely sure what to make of them. And, and it, it, it does creep you out and you do feel like you, you, you are you do feel like you're in the, the, the lead character's like mindset where it kind of feels like he's losing his mind because of everything that's going on around him, but whether or not that's kind of intentional or not. I mean, it's, it's a bit like, um, in that way, it's a bit like uh, The Tenant, the Polanski film, where you're just constantly wondering whether it's the character, it, it, whether it's all in his head or not, frankly. And you've, you've got that here. Um, but the, the, the thing is, it just, it's, it's an hour and 45, hour and 50 minutes long. And to be honest, it, there's not, really all that much to it it's more and i don't know maybe this is the point but it's more a work of atmosphere than it is narrative but by the time it ends it does kind of feel like well what was the point of that then um i i didn't feel like i got what i wanted out of 110 minutes of my time um it it, it you know, it, it did feel like I was slightly short-changed. And I don't know. I mean, like, it's coming out on the Masters of Cinema label next year in the UK, which, you know, even though, then again, I mean, like, sometimes their their choices for me are a little bit, nah. But, um, you know, you get that with Criterion every now and then, too. Um, but I, I just, I didn't quite see it as this lost gem. I thought it was a, a, a fairly interesting piece of work but uh, christ it's it's one i'll forget very quickly and i was rather surprised about that um but i mean I, it's it's on netflix in the u.s if, if you are intrigued i mean like i said i mean again three three point five out of five but i just i was hoping for more but based on a purely kind of visual and visceral level um, I, I think it does tick the boxes. I I just wish there there was a bit more meat on its bones, I suppose. Do you think the the, the level of expectation of people um, telling you how amazing it was kind of um, kind of gave it a bit of, a bit of false hope? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, oh, it's 114 minutes long. Fair enough. I mean, I'm I'm looking here at the uh, poster, and um, Martin Scorsese says it left me speechless. Roger Ebert said powerful, genuinely shocking, and rather amazing. And I, if 
someone could tell me what was genuinely shocking about Waking Fright, I I would like to I would like to hear it to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean it it, it is interesting and that in in this kind of the deconstruction of a man uh, in nature that that there is you know that there is some interesting stuff going on there. I just I was left with a bit of a that was that then kind of feel and I was uh I was surprised, you know. But um you know, we'll I I, I don't know. I, I'd be intrigued to see what you think. I I've mean, not seen it in a, in a, in a, a long while. Yeah. I I don't know. It it it, it just it did it didn't really work for me. And I, I was really, really up for it as well. I was up for kind of getting into a visceral psychological horror film and it, it just I didn't get that at all really. But never mind. Ooh. Yeah, I'll I'll I'm I'm I've been meaning to rewatch it for ages. I'll try and get to it very soon. Right, uh, I'll, I'll throw one of my one order one news. Well, I think I won't one order because I didn't watch it though. I'll throw one of my one news. Um, right, I'm now. I'm going to go positive on something uh, now okay. um, for something because um, I might not be as positive for my next one. Uh, I watched last night. Um, I my missus was out. Uh, I was uh, Isabel was watching something in a bedroom. And I just made myself a dinner, which essentially was a rack of ribs and um, some potato skins. So I needed something manly to watch. Uh, and I decided to give Jack Reacher a go. Um, nice. The uh, Tom Cruise film from last year, um, based around the Jack Reacher uh, books uh, by Lee Childs. Uh, the idea is you've got... Uh, Jack Reacher uh, plays a ex-military police guy who's kind of gone off the grid. Um, when and this isn't given a spoiler away because it's actually shown in the opening scene. Um, Jai Courtney um, shoots a lot of people, uh, and then uh, another guy is arrested, and they think that he's done it. He they want him to sign a confession. Instead of signing the confession. He writes the words, get me Jack Reacher. Um, Jack Reacher is then brought in and through a series of events ends up in being the lead investigator um, for the defence attorney played by Rosamund Pike. Um, it's, it's one of those films that seem to get a lot of people, seem to be quite sort of split on it. Um, I, I heard a lot of, of people saying that it was quite generic, quite boring, and I had a few people saying that it, it, was, a, it was a thoroughly enjoyable watch. Um, We've also got Robert Duval in there, uh, Richard Jenkins, and of course Werner Herzog's in that as well. Um, I absolutely love Jack Reacher. Um, it's a proper um, thriller film. Uh, it's not a action film that happens to be thrilling at points. It's a proper yeah. intriguing, you know, kind of. It, 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 it's less a who done it, more a how did they do it and why did they do it uh, kind of film. Uh, it- yeah, I mean, it's the type of film that doesn't really get made yeah. anymore. Like a, a kind of a mid-range, mid-budget, like grown-up thriller, which yeah doesn't have a lot of explosions or anything like that, but does have a little bit more going on in the brain than you'd expect. I think. Yeah, and it, it does. 
it has um, some you know some great dialogue, it has some great scenes. It's it, it's easy enough to follow. It, it, it reminds me of a lot of ways uh, like something like Shooter, um, that was just a really good two hours to spend with something. Um, and I, I I was thoroughly enjoying it all the way through. Um, I still think Tom Cruise is a a wonderful screen presence. I think it's easy to not Tom Cruise the guy, um, and a lot of that bleeds in and knocking Tom Cruise the actor. And he's not. He's actually you know. He's a decent actor. He's a, in fact, it, you know, he's a very good actor, and he's very good at these kind of roles. And Jack Reacher, it feels like a Tom Cruise kind of character. Um, and you know, there's some great scenes. The, you know, the, the scene in the restaurant where the girl sits down to talk to him, and he basically calls her a hooker. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, starts sort of, you know, he says to the guy, "You should pay your check." He's like. Well, I'll pay when I get back in. He's like, yeah, you're not coming back in. And there's, there's a there's a confidence to Jack Reacher's character rather than a cockiness to his character. And he's there's some great kind of actual because what you often get now with the difference between a thriller and an action film is an action film is a tiny bit then a big set piece and a tiny bit and a big set piece. What this was was a few tiny set pieces. Uh, and then there was long bits where essentially it, it, it's him investigating stuff or sat down talking to um, Rosamund Pike. And there's some great little where he's a, a, a step ahead of her to the point of where in one scene he actually writes down what's going to happen and gives her it and says, don't look at that yet. And then tells her when she can look at it, when she works it out. And you're thinking, you're really enjoying this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a it, it it's over two hours long, uh, but flew by. Uh, there was one point where it seemed to it seemed to slow down a little bit too much, but then it it, it caught up back up itself very well. Uh, Tom Cruise is is brilliant and charismatic and in kind of he's very much in Mission Impossible style form. Um, I would happily uh, watch a sequel. Um, to to this, I hope it gets made. There's still, it's still apparently a bit up in the air, but I I I'd very much like it to get made where he comes back to help Rosamund Pike or whatever again on a different case. Cause I thought they that kind of dynamic worked quite well. Um, Christopher uh, Macquarie's um, direction was it worked well. It was it was tense when it needed to be do. It was pacey um, and. You know, Caleb Deschanel is a very competent. Well, I've probably got more than very competent. He's a very fucking underrated cinematographer, to be honest. You know, he doesn't. It's not often he gets um, kind of commended um, for for the work he does. But then, when you actually a lot of his films, they do look fucking great. Uh, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. certainly was certainly was one of them. Um, yeah, all I'll say is is you know it's. It'll crop up on Netflix, I'm sure, very soon. It's on at the moment. If you've got Sky, it's on Sky on demand to download. Um, I think it's on US. Netflix. Is it on US Netflix? All oh, right. I think it might be. Um, if not, I would think it'll, it'll certainly be on there soon. But it's it's a great Saturday night watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it is one that I will without question watch again. Lovely to see Robert Duval crop up because I, I, I had no idea he was even in it, and then he just appears. And I'm like, oh. Ah. And then they, have, they form a little team. Yeah, and it's like everything's uh, better, Robert Duvall. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, it's just a it's, it's a wonderfully um, great proper old school thriller. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a solid flick, man. I, I yeah, I've I've got a lot of time for Jack Reacher. Um, the, I mean the the third act, I think, you know, it kind of almost has to get a bit more genericy mm. actiony. But it, it, you know, even though then again, I do like the ending, the the kind of the final confrontation between him him and Herzog. Um, that that that's yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I'd I'd be bang up for a sequel, but to be honest, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Macquarie's got uh, Mission Impossible Five with Cruise now, and I'm very intrigued to see what they do together on that. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, I've got a lot of time for it. Good, right? Uh, do you want to hit us again with another one new? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been meaning to watch this for for a little while, just kind of going to um, 2013 films, and even though I I, I kind of had no interest in it really um but i i finally sat down and watched the heat um have you seen yes this? i have yeah did you talk about this on the show i did yeah i actually uh, i yeah, actually I quite enjoyed it yeah i same actually yeah. um yeah i i i was surprised i, I won't i won't talk too much about it because uh, mark's already talked about it but um i'll echo it um I, yeah, I was very, very surprised. Um, it had me laughing very early on, and it, uh, uh, and frankly, I, I kept going. Um, I think Melissa McCarthy is cracking mm. in it. The so, some of the her her rants that she goes on, and like she's got a good way of kind of overextending things, but it actually still being funny. Um, she she kind of finds new, like the the whole, the, the the bit where she's talking about the captain's balls. Yeah. And like shouting out, it goes on like twice as long as it should, but it remains funny. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those where they, they put that funny line at the trailer, and when I saw it in the trailer, I thought, ah, that's not funny. But then in the film, it's completely different, and it is actually quite—I I did find it quite amusing. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I mean, the marketing for the film was terrible. Mm. I mean, it was very, very broad. I mean, I swear, one of them was just like, she was a blah blah blah. Oh yeah, blah, blah. It, it's exactly like that on the trailers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just, just brutal. Um, they were trying to basically say, "Look, it's Tango and Cash, but with boobs." Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the two together. I thought they had solid chemistry. Yeah. Um, the, the scene when they're in the bar getting trashed, it, it is fantastic. There, there's one bit where, uh. Sandra Bullock's throwing nuts at this guy who's just asleep at the bar, and Melissa McCarthy's just said it's, it's something like, "You're having nuts thrown at you. You're in a bad dream. You're in a bad dream. You're having nuts thrown at you." And I don't. It just really, really made me laugh. Yeah. Um. I, it just. I. I think Paul Feig is a solid, solid comedic director, and I. I think he. He gets good good shit out of Melissa McCarthy. I mean, I like the way that they don't, they just, they don't really mention the fact that she's big ever. It, it just, she's, she's loud and she's brassy and she gets on with it, but there's not a lot of fat woman fall down. No, we, we, which it. I think is what, one of the things I like to Also as well is it, it's, it's very much a, a buddy cop film. It's not, yeah. it's not a female buddy cop film it's just yeah. a buddy cop film it could if frankly you take out a few of the jokes and it easily could have been too yeah, blokes which is what I, which is what i was really worried about with the film was that it was going to yeah. be a, a chick buddy cop film 
and it isn't. It's just a buddy cop movie, and that is why why it works so well for me. I mean, I I hated Bridesmaids, uh, absolutely, and hated Melissa McCarthy in it. Uh, but and I went into this thinking I want to watch it because I actually quite like Sandra Bullock. Uh, but I accept the fact that I'm probably going to hate most of it. And then at the end of it, it was, was very much the opinion of like, I, I, do you know what? That was a great time. It was sweet. It was funny. The action bits worked in it. It it, it was just a, a good watch. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, man. I yeah. I, I I was I was very 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 pleasantly surprised. I I, I enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, solid four out of five for me. And um and and good on it. Um, and I also like the fact that they are being quite. Nah, I don't think we're going to do a sequel. I think apparently there's there's talk that 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 family might get a spin-off, which sounds a bit brutal oh. to me, but we'll see. But I like the fact that I think it's mainly Sandra Bullock's just saying, no, I'm not interested in doing a sequel. I think we we told that story, and I think doing a sequel would just be, you know, I mean this this is a woman who was in Speed Two and Miss Congeniality Two, mm. so she's done her share of unnecessary shit sequels. Um, so you know. There, there's that but yeah no I, I genuinely I would recommend the heat as a I watched it Friday night and I had a really really good time with it good good glad, glad that you did right yeah man um, I don't know whether you've seen this one or not um, I watched on also on Friday night uh, same as you uh, I will be spending the majority of uh, my watching in December will be going on catching up with um, 2013 films that I've not seen yet. Um, and one of those uh, was Machete Kills. Have you seen this yet? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. One of those Machete Kills. I was one of the, uh, I think, seeming few people out there that actually I quite enjoyed Machete, to be honest. Um, and was not, I wouldn't say I was really looking forward to um, Machete Kills, but um, I was uh, interested in, in sort of revisiting, you know, that that world that they created um, with the characters and everything like that within it. Um, it's got um, on paper, uh, it's got uh, a hell of a cast. You know, you've got Max Fraser returning, but you've also got Michelle Rodriguez there, Sophie Vergara, Amber Heard, Antonio Banderas, Cuba Jr., Walter Goggins, William Sadler, um, Charlie Sheen, credited as Carlos Estevez, uh, and Mel Gibson in there. Um, but most of that's a fucking lie, to be honest, because uh, Walton Goggins in it for a scene, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it for just over a scene. Same for Antonio Banderas. Um, it's it, it is just it's names on a poster. Sure. Um, idea is um, the um, you have Machete. Uh, he at the start of the film. Um, Jessica Alba's character is killed by a masked man um, and then the president, played by Charlie Sheen, um, wants Machete to go back into Mexico to capture uh, this drug cartel guy who's got a missile aimed at um, Washington and then he comes, it just stuff happens. There's no real, there's a plot there but to be honest, Rodriguez doesn't seem to really give a shit about actually sticking to the plot. He just wants to have a lot of crazy, silly deaths. Uh, I I think you could probably stop that. It's just Robert Rodriguez doesn't give a shit. Yeah, you probably could. Uh, it, it's 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 
just just terrible. It's and and I realise I'm saying this. I'm going to say this 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 sentence, and I'm talking about the film Machete Kills, and I'll come to the machete bit in a minute. Right? It's just a bit childish and silly, and a bit like, oh look 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 how we're going to kill this guy. Look at what we're going to do here. Look at this. And, oh look at this. And look ah oh, ah oh, ah. Oh. And it, 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 there's a lot of points where you want to go, do you know what? Just calm down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I found it really tiring. And, really tiring. Uh, yeah, and, and, and just pathetic at points. A bit, and yeah. The, the thing is, is Machete has existed as a character in other films. It's not... He, this, you know, he didn't start out in the, um, in the Machete films. You know, he was in the Spy Kids films. Right, and because Jessica Alba decided that he wasn't called Machete, he was called Machete. That's it. Now he's just called Machete, in it, and it it fucking grated on me like a motherfucker. And the him talking about himself in the third person bit is just amped up to everything. Almost everything he says in this film, Danny Trejo, is Machete don't followed by something. Well, he's probably got about twenty lines in the entire film. It's ba- it's stuff. It's it's not Machete kills. It's Machete watches as a load of stuff happens around him, and every now and then he throws something at someone and says something. Yeah. Machete don't do shit. Is what it could be called. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. The the performances are just a selection of cameos where essentially people are just turning up and looking a bit crazy, and that's it. Um. The um, Sofia Vergara um, scenes were brutal to the absolute end. They were just ridiculous. I never, ever have to see her thrusting with the cock gun from Dust Till Dawn ever again. It was... That was the moment where I was watching going, this is just... This is... This is embarrassing for everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's the lady. I do feel, I do feel sorry for her. I to don't. Be I, I don't. I think she looked like she was really enjoying it, and like she's going, "Oh, look at what I'm doing! Look at what I'm doing!" And it's kind of a little bit like they're not laughing with you. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the 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 pointlessness of having Lady Gaga in it was just. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? If you've got Lady Gaga in it, all her fans will come and see this. Apart from the 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 fact is that the majority of Lady Gaga's fan base is made up of people who are either too young to come and see this, or men of uh, an affliction that wouldn't want to go and see this. We'll say. I'm just trying a little straw poll at work. No, Alan at work, he wasn't interested in seeing Machete Kills, fair enough. Yeah, it just... <sighs> Robert Rodriguez kind of, he's... It used to be that... Cause did his, did his, his ex-missus produce this one? Is she still one of his producers? Uh, Elizabeth, something no, or other. I don't, I don't think she is, no. no. And, you know, he's not got... He, it seems like, since he kind of... He, he kind of fell out with Tarantino a little bit, and they're not as tight as they used to be, and um, and he's not got his ex-wife or his, his wife there, 
he's not got somebody there to go when he goes, Oh, it's a great idea, we're gonna do this, someone to go Mm. Hang about. Yeah. Are you sure? How, Robert, how many Red Bulls have you had today? I've had like 17 and it's I mean, I, 9 a.m. I, I, when I talked about this on Heroes, I mentioned that it, it's it's fascinating seeing how Tarantino and Rodriguez, they were kind of going along together at one point and then they've split off in such different directions. And the thing is, they both do what they want. Mm. They, they, you know, they, they, they don't do anything for anyone unless they want to do it. And yet, I mean, I think it just shows that just in terms of pure quality filmmaking level, as good as some of Rodriguez's stuff is, he obviously just isn't as good as as Tarantino. You know, Tarantino continues to all right, he's got he's got the ego, but he, you know, it is kinda justified, frankly, and he, he continues to impress. Whereas Rodriguez is just he's going down this this self obsessed he's become hole. Yeah, he's become a little bit obsessed with he does everything. Yeah. And he he is a one man movie studio. And it, it, you kind of look at it and go, right, but when was the last time your one-man studio produced a good film? Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's a fair comment. I, I just... Machete wasn't good. Machete Kills isn't good. Machete Kills Again in Space is probably going to be brutal. I mean, it, it, the, the thing is, is, usually when you look at that, you'd think, oh, God, but luckily, because Machete Kills did so badly, that won't get made. But you know it will, because I think it was greenlit at the same time as Kills. Yeah, because, because you know that that what will happen is is they'll sort of turn around and go, look, Kills did shit. We don't want to do um, Machete Kills again in space. And he's gone. Well, how about how much was I going to do it for? Well, we're going to give you twenty five million. And he's gone. I'll do it for fifteen then. And yeah. he'll he'll do that. And all it'll be is it'll just be more. What, what you know more recognizable in in little bunny ears faces um in it where they've turned up done one day on set and then left i got quite excited when i saw walt goggins what well, i saw that couple i thought sure i fucking know walt yeah, goggins yeah, yeah. is in it and he came on i thought yes now we might have some something good and then that's it he's gone straight away i thought all oh, right well that's brilliant what i will say for the film mel gibson was great Looked like he was yeah, having Mel Gibson, a laugh. Yeah, Mel Gibson was having a laugh. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, he's he's very funny in it, and he's very, you know, he, he, he plays that villain role quite well. It's is it the first time he's ever played a proper villain? Yeah, it might be. Um, I, it just it was just shit. I just it, it pisses me off that a film like this actually gets a theatrical release, but a film like Man of Tai Chi, mm. which I mean isn't amazing, but is a solid action film. Yeah. And yet, that will go straight to DVD in the UK. Yeah. Uh, and this this gets a release probably because of the, because of the people. But well, I'll be honest, I, this got a release because it's it, it's Lady Gaga's film debut, yeah. feature film debut, proper feature film debut. And and she's in it for about two scenes and barely says. Do, anything. do you get the feeling that they called her back later on, like they went? Oh, she, doesn't, she doesn't really even say anything. Do you think we could maybe get her back later on and, and rewrite her in? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could, yeah. 
who the fuck knows what Rodriguez? Uh, uh, the thing is, he doesn't even care. So why should we? No. Uh, yeah, it's it's. If you think if if you were c- c- contemplating watching it, but were been put off because it looked a bit shit, it is shit. Just don't waste your time. It's just boring. It's hmm. really really boring. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that was our, our, our one new and one new. Um, so when you get back into the next instalment of our Christmas uh, Merrython marathon, uh, it's our first proper actual Christmas movie um, because it's recording this on December the first. So in my house, it's officially time when I can start watching proper Christmas films. Christmas tree went up in our house uh, this afternoon, so yeah. I was going to put our Christmas tree up, but I like to leave it a little bit later because there's only so many times I can re-put it up after the cats have dragged it down and taken off all the nice. baubles and hidden them under the sofas. That... We, we we just did it because frankly, if the kid comes, we're not we're just not going to ever get be able to do it, and we spent fifty quid on an artificial tree this year. Did you? So... Uh, yes. I, well, I've got two artificial trees uh, because I found one the the one that I couldn't find last year. I found when I was clearing out the garage. But nice. I, don't, I still don't think I've got a tree stand. So um, <laughs> tune next week's folks to uh, find out if I had a tree stand. Sweet. Um, so here's the trailer to the much maligned uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger starring comedy Jingle All The Way. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, I would say. Especially on Christmas Eve. Christmas spirit. The last one just left. Now, it's two fathers. This is war. One mission. Woo! Oh, poor baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. I think maybe, though, we could join up as a team. You know, like, like Starsky and Hutch. We're late delivery of Turbo Man at Toy Wars. Let's go. Is there a problem, officer? You can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, show him. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes but once a year. Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. A trailer for the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Brian Levant directed film, Jingle All the Way. Um, 
often referred to as one of the uh, worst Christmas films ever made. Uh, a, a a statement that I absolutely disagree with. Um, this I think was a first watch for you. It, it was, was like. Um, I, I love this film. I love this film mainly for a particular section, uh, which I'll come into later on. Um, starring Alice Schwarzenegger, stand-up comedian Sinbad, um, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, um, James, Belushi. James Belushi, and um, Anakin Skywalker. Is it? Did he play Anakin? Jake fucking Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. He's a. He, uh, what what what's Jake Lloyd doing now? Because he should be in more things. Shit, he's twenty four years old. Yeah, he probably is. Uh, and uh, you know it's tragic that he gave up acting. I think he's a great loss to the. Fuck acting. off. <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea, of the plot of Jingle All the Way is um, inspired by the nineteen ninety five great Buzz Lightyear doll. Buzz Lightyear, yeah, um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, we shortage. Uh, the idea is you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Howard Langston, who's a workaholic mattress <laughs> salesman, uh, and uh, he has promised his son uh, and told his wife that he has got him a Turbo Man doll um, for Christmas. Uh, sorry, not doll, action figure for Christmas. Um, turns out he has actually forgot. Um, and so on Christmas Eve, he must go out and try and get the Turbo Man action figure. The only problem is, he's everywhere is sold out. When you throw in the fact that he meets uh, Myron, the uh, a postal worker, who is also looking for a Turbo Man doll, and he's a little bit unhinged, um, hilarity ensues. Uh, and all this is happening while Phil Hartman's creepy as hell Ted yeah. is trying to make a move on his wife. Um, I'm going to come to you on this, Ian, because uh, it was your uh, opening experience to the wonders of Jingle All The Way. Uh, what did you think of Jingle All The Way? Jingle All The Way isn't a comedy. It's a horror film about rampant commercialism and how a subversive look at how the American family thinks that it can solve all problems through buying things. Yes. Yes, I cannot cannot disagree in any way with what you have just said. It's... I, I don't even begin to understand where you're coming from on this, Mark. It's absolute fucking bobbins. <laughs> I mean, first off, let's rewind to something you just said. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Howard Langston... A workaholic mattress salesman. Yep. I, I should have got to come from somewhere. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Harold, uh, Howard Langston. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Howard Langston. Yeah. Howard's a strong, powerful man. I, the thing is... In a way, good on Arnold Schwarzenegger for giving it a go. You know, and I mean, like, with twins... In, I mean, Christ, in junior, he plays a doctor. So, I mean, it just... I, I, you know... The thing is, I mean, Schwarzenegger can be good comedically. He can be. And I think he has got a couple of moments in here that made me laugh. I'll, I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think the film is an... Abs I don't think it's an absolute train wreck. But it's so 
disturbing in its conceit uh, 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 and what it's got to say. Can I can I put one thing though? You, you are telling me that you didn't enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger punching a reindeer in the face and no, then no, sharing no, 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 a no. beer with it. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I said there were a couple of bits that made me laugh. That did. And I mean, the fact that that felt like a genuine homage to Conan the Barbarian, yeah. I have more than enough love and respect for that. You know, I, and, and, and I, I, you know, that's that's fine. I, you know, I genuinely did think that was quite funny. Him just like sharing a drink with a reindeer. That's that's fine. That's absolutely fine. It just, I mean, it, yeah, he's he's a work. I mean, he's a shit dad because he doesn't spend enough time with his kid. But then he's going to make things better by buying his kid something mm. and then all right by the end of the film the kids said oh well actually no the only way the only way that Schwarzenegger can get around this is by not just buying turbo man but becoming turbo man becoming commercialization yeah Be- you know becoming the thing and that is it. And then you've got the thing at the end where he's forgotten his fucking wife's Christmas present as well. <laughs> I was wondering it, if you if you'd uh, see the post credits there. Oh, it's not post credits. It was just before the credits. Oh, oh. There's something after the credits. Yeah, the bit where he forgets his wife's bit. What did you watch on? I watched it on my streaming thing that streams off my hard drive. Ooh, that's weird. Okay. Because any time I've ever seen it, that's always been post-credits. Right, I am watch. I did watch a bit that says extended. I'm just opening it up now to see if there is anything after the credits, but... Yeah, so how does... How that's does it, the, where, the version... where, where the, end, the end bit where he, start, where he puts the, uh, the star on top of the tree, and then yeah. she says to him... I can't believe you did all that for him. It's just making me wonder, what have you got, mate? And then the camera zooms in. And then, and then it, and it yeah. zooms in his face. Yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. I watch it, that's always, that's always been a post-credits. Right, not even like middle credits, right at the end of the credits. That's weird. Mm. Check it out. I, I watched it this time. I watched it on um, US Netflix. Okay, I watched a version that I... It says extended. I just watched the end there and it had a credit for um, the woman who voices Lisa Simpson from The Simpsons. Did the version you watch have a bit where he runs after a lady who he thinks has got a Turbo Man and pays her a shitload of money, and then she's got a fur and she's got a fur coat on, and then she thinks he's kind of coming on to her? Not this time, but I have actually um, seen that version. Right, that version is the version I watched, and that has got the zoom in on the face before the end credits. Ah, wait, wait. In a post-credit scene, Howard puts a star on the Christmas tree in tradition and shares a happy moment with his family before realising that. With his quest to get a present for Jamie, he forgot to get Liz a Christmas gift. Brackets. This scene also this scene also appears before the credits on the extended cut version. There you go. Well, I watched the extended cut version. I didn't. So you got it. For, you got an you're the fucking fan of this film, and you didn't watch the extended it's cut version. It's got, like, two minutes extra. It says five minutes, according to IMDb. Five minutes. Oh, well. You've missed five minutes worth of Jingle All The Way, and you're the one who likes it. Uh, right, well, what I'll get to there is 
The film, I think, is brilliant. Up to a point, and then it just... it. Let's be honest, that last, that, that third act is, is fucking horrible. The, the parade bit. Right, so you actually genuinely think, and not even in a so bad it's good way, that the first two acts of Jingle All The Way are, in your words, brilliant. I, I enjoy them a lot. The brilliant is a little bit hyperbolic, a little bit. But I think that they're, it, it's, it's a great Christmas fun fair. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad running around trying to get what is it? It, it, it for some reason it just it hits me in the right places and makes me smile and makes me think yes I can I, it amuses me enough Simba's little mini rants that he goes on uh, amuse me um, the fact that he gets uh, that he makes more than one joke about racially aggravated police abuse um, and it just and this is in essentially a a children's comedy, uh, and he makes one Jesse James Jesse James uh, one, and he makes a um, oh, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, he makes a couple of my brain's gone dead for a second. He makes sort of a couple of those kind of jokes, um, and the fact that he's he's so twisted. The fact he has that little speech where essentially he points out what the film is about, the fact that it's about commercialism and everything like that. It just works really well. I think it's a film that, that has aged, looks a lot better now than it did then. And also... I, 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 I tell you what, yeah, that's a fair point. It doesn't look too bad for a mid-90s film. Yeah, and it, the, the, the sentimentality works well for it uh, for it now. The fact that it is, is you know, it, 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 there's no ending bit where it's actually Christmas is all about family and love. It is. Christmas is about commercialism. And yes, it you know, we have this... It, it is also... It's about families getting together on all this lot. And it is... It, it Essentially, it has, to an extent now, just become about commercialism. Everything. So, it, so it, do, do, do you think that that kind of message, that almost like subversive kind of thing, was actually intended... Yeah, I do. I think it was. I, I, I think I think it, it it was. I think if it was, if it was, and I don't think it was myself, but if it was, I'd give the film far more credit. I, I think I absolutely think it 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 is intended and saying. And I think watching it after uh, a couple of days after Black Friday um, kind of makes you think it is insane. Um, you know, the, it, those those scenes there of people rushing into a shop within this movie just to get their hands. You know, they are they're not. Maybe maybe it wasn't. It, maybe it, then it was an attempt to show an overblown reaction to an overblown film of taking what happened with the Buzz Lightyear dolls the previous year and blowing it up to eleven. The problem is is. That blown up to eleven has now gone in actual real life to fucking twelve. It, you know that happens. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah, no. I mean, there was um, in in an Asda in Bristol apparently on Friday. There there was like a major, major fight yeah. over discounted television. Yeah, because 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 Asda had told people they were only allowed to buy one one purchase per person, and the guy couldn't understand why. 
Oh, is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, that's what it was. Because um, Guy picked up two TVs. Somebody else wanted to buy one of them. And the cashier at Asda was saying, you can only buy one. You can't buy two. You can buy one. Yeah. Um, and the guy made a bit right, kicked right stink about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's that bit from the him not having the doll to to just before the parade bit. That's the bit that that I, I really enjoy. I'll admit, from there once it gets to the parade, it it does become pretty fucking shoddy. But that bit, I I enjoy it. The, but every without question, every time, and it, it 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 could just be the fact that I have a terrible sense of humour. Um, every time I see Sinbad doing the the bomb thing, where he says the bomb in there, and then he runs away, and the guy says I was a bomb expert on the bomb thing for years, and then it blows up, and you've got Sinbad sort of saying, oh "My God, it was a real bomb." There's some sick people in this, and that for some reason just gets me every time. Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. I, I don't know, Mark. I just... A, a, a Christmas Christmas film. Like, actual proper, this is a film about Christmas, not a film set at Christmas. An actual proper Christmas film. It's in my... Probably my top five Christmas films. Yeah, it, honestly, yeah. it was... What, what, uh, Mark, what's going on? What are you doing? What? Are you, like, hammering away at a keyboard or no, something? No, my... my um, monitor um on my keyboard my monitor, my screen on my keyboard uh keeps going it, it, the wire things loose so i have to keep pressing it to make sure it'll okay i can see what's on the screen okay it kind of sounds like you're furiously masturbating to your defense of jingle all the way I, well i am a little bit okay fair enough that, there's that as well but that's in my left hand um, <laughs> it's been a left hand kind of day um nice yeah, that, so I, I'm, I'm going to say, and also as well, Phil Hartman, um, God bless him. Um, he's a it's a fucking solid. It's a solid comedic performance. Yeah, he, he, he is so fucking creepy and just he's such a douche. Uh, yeah, no, so totally. he's wonderful. Um, yeah, so it, it's a definitely not shit from me. Uh, it's a definitely shit from me, but I don't hate it as much as I think a lot of people do, so that's something. I, I think it's one of those films where a lot of the people who hate it haven't seen it. Maybe. I just... I, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. And if if what you're saying is actually accurate, that Brian Levant knew what he was doing, then, you know, maybe. I just don't think he did. And it, it just... It's a film that makes me feel a little bit queasy just thinking about it and like kids actually like the message of the film getting into them. I, I just it weirds me out. Brian, Brian Levan actually uh, directed the uh, direct to um, video story to a Christmas story. That's uh, equal to a Christmas story. A Christmas story two. Yeah, you see, brutal. Yeah. In fact, actually, actually, Brian Levant's CV is fucking horrifying. Yeah, mate, mate, seriously, I just, I don't think he's, I need to look at this. His, I just, his I CV, don't think go he's got CV. that wherewithal. Problem man. Child 2. Yeah, there you go, yeah. yeah. Uh, the dog film, not what about Beethoven's life. The Flintstones. Yeah. Uh, Jingle All The Way. The Flintstones yeah. in Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. Snow Dogs. Yeah. Are we there yet? 
Yeah. Scooby Do the Mystery Begins. God. The Spinex Star. Scooby Do Curse the Late Monster and A Christmas Story Two. Yep. Yes. Maybe maybe he maybe he didn't have that foresight of mine. Maybe it's just pure luck that it's ended up kind of aging quite apt. Yeah, I mean it's apt, but it's just kind of disturbing. Yes, oh, it's incredibly disturbing, but I like disturbing stuff. Yeah, that was jingle all the way then. Cool. Um, what we're we covering next week, Ian? Uh, well, I mean, assuming we do a show next week, do you want to do Black Christmas? Yeah, why not? Cool. Yes. Right. Um, have you got Twitter questions? Up? Yeah, Ooh, I, I do actually. Oh, I, um, I haven't got them before. So, so uh, yeah, Glenn C. Chapman, obvious, obvious question. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having a pop at Glenn. It's a fair question. Uh, Got to be favourite Paul Walker roles, I think he says. Um, favourite Paul Walker roles. Uh, I'm probably gonna go for Roll um, Brian from the Fast and Furious film. My favourite Paul Walker film is Running Scared, without question. Um, but I think you know he's done six, close to seven. Um, well, actually, no, because he wasn't in the third one, was he? He's done six, um, five will be six Fast and Furious films. And, you know, he's always been really solid in it. He, he's, his character has stayed interesting, whereas Vin Diesel's hasn't really. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just realised I don't think I've actually seen Running Scared. I thought I had, but I'm trying to remember oh, it. And I don't. I, I, honestly, I, it is a proper fucking batshit crazy genre film it is a what else can fucking go wrong kind of yeah I'm, I, I, I'm sure I would say that I don't really have enough of a have enough of a bearing on Paul Walker but so I mean I'd probably say him out of the fast films myself but um, I, do you know what I'll, I'll watch Running Scared o- over the next week or two for sure cool what else we got question wise uh, what else have we got um uh, at Lost in Sweden, Stefan, uh, best non-Christmas Christmas film. His is Lethal Weapon. Um, I don't know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's a good shout. I think Black Christmas is a good shout. Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard's a great Lethal shout. Lethal Weapon's a um, great shout, by the way, as well. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a cracky shout. Uh, for me, it is probably, I would say... You see... I don't know whether you can count First Blood because First Blood just happens to be at Christmas. Christmas is never even mentioned in it. Whereas I think for it to count as a a non-Christmas Christmas film, it has to have some kind of mention of Christmas. Not just happen to have a Christmas tree in one of the scenes. That's fair. Um, So I'd probably... It's a tough tie between... Diad and Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I think I could go with that actually. Yeah, because because I count Gremlins has been an actual Christmas movie. Mm. Gremlins got to do that over the next week, few weeks. Mm. Um, okay, at very cinematic, he's got a couple of things to say actually. First, your end of year show should be top ten films Ian liked more second time round. What can I say? I'm I try to be positive. 
you know, like if if I if I was middling on a film and I watch it again, frankly, it's because I want to like it. And if I do, then awesome. You know, so you know, just 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 I may, maybe I'm being a little bit chippy to that, but you know, what's wrong with actually liking? But you know, not liking a film and then admitting that you're changing your mind and that you like it, I think that's fine. You know, and it's not like that with all the all films this year. Star Trek Into Darkness, I enjoyed a fuckload less second time round. Like, a shitload less. So, there's that. And, uh, or, or alternatively, top ten lesbian rape movies. Um, I, I, I will come up with the top ten lesbian rape movies. By the way, the film that I was thinking of with Carly Cuccino in the other day is Jaded. Jaded? Yeah. Well, I, I promise I'll come up with a, a top ten lesbian rape movies um, soon. Fair enough. Um, he also asks, less talk Christmas dinner, do you consider yourself a breast or leg man? Specifically with turkey, breast, because you don't get an awful lot on the leg, really. Yes, I, I, I'm, a, I'm without a question a, a breast man if we're talking turkey. you got to think about that shit smart. Mm. To be honest, with chicken, I think I'd probably go with that myself. I would actually. go for chicken. I'd go for, I'd go for breast. I like, I like, and I like juicy breast. Yeah, boom. So uh, there we go. And um, I was about to make a comment about your wife. <laughs> Um, you can make a comment about my wife if you, you want. You can. She's... You can make a comment about my wife anytime. No, 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 no. No, it's fine. It's it's no, it's all good. Um, I I think we appreciate each other's wives. We do very much. But, so I just yeah. Uh, moving on. At TGB seventy three. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of an in joke. That, <laughs> that yeah, yeah, it actually, kind of is. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> At TGP73, uh, Bad Santa or Elf? Uh, personally, Elf. Personally, Bad Santa. Fair I, have, I have a lot of time for Elf, um, but I also have a lot of time for Bad Santa. Yeah, oh no, no, I've got a lot of time for both, but Elf is... Elf's a big one. I, uh, Donna and I will be watching it with uh, with the baby um, in, in the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to sit down and watch it uh, when she's with us, so uh, very much looking forward to that. I, I, I mean, obviously the baby won't know anything about it. I do yeah. find it strange how much um, news coverage the fact that Elf won't be on Channel 4 this year got. Yeah. The fact that it got... Yeah, how odd is that? You know, and I, I'll be honest, I called a few people out on Twitter about it, about them saying, oh, it's just, you know, it's ridiculous and it's stupid. It's like, hang on a minute. You can go and buy it from HMV on DVD for three pounds, or on Blu-ray for a fiver. If it's that precious to you and it's that much a part of your Christmas, go and fucking buy it and watch it commercial free. Oh, I'll tell you what I'll be watching over the next week as well, which I'm getting in glorious 3D. Ooh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I haven't seen that actually. Oh my God, Mark, you'll fucking love I, I, it. I, I just, I think, I, I just, do you know what? I didn't see it last year when it was out, and I thought I'm not going to watch it because it's a Christmas film. I'm not going to watch it until December because you can only watch Christmas films in December. So that's why I haven't watched it yet. So I, I will watch it at some point. Probably, might even watch it tonight to be honest. Um, I am so fucking looking forward. And the thing is. Actually, it came out the year before last, yeah, and right. I saw it. I saw it in three D in the cinema, and it was genuinely one of the best three D experiences I've had. And because they have a lot of stupid fun with the three D. Yeah, because uh, I know I noticed that um, for anyone who is a three D Blu Ray um, collector of, um, 
the the Ouster at the moment has a two for twenty quid on three D Blu-rays. Two for twenty. Twenty, yeah. That's pretty good because Amazon and HMV have got two for twenty-five at the yeah, moment. Yeah, two, two for twenty yeah. star and, and Ouster, and there's a there's not like two or three in it. There's quite a fucking few in it. That's interesting. Mm. So and it's um, yes yeah, so I'm 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 I'll, I'll get to that certainly um, this year over Christmas. I like I like the you know I like watching I, I like getting into the Christmas spirit. I think once you've got kids that I, I never used to be a much of a Christmas person. I think but as soon as you start having kids, Christmas becomes a little bit more of something that you kind of get on board a little bit more with. Uh, and I've certainly found that over the years I've certainly started to appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really looking forward. To, I mean, well, obviously to this Christmas just because the baby, but I mean, like in the future as well because it's going to be her baby and uh, her baby at her birthday and Christmas so close together. Mm. It, I think it's just going to be a like December is going to be a really really fun time in our household. I'm really looking forward to it actually. Yeah, it's 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 it, it definitely. I like I say I used to be a complete humbug to it, and now fuck it, I'm very much. Do you know what? Let's enjoy Christmas. Try it. Nice. Cool. Is that is that all of our questions? Yeah, that's it. And that was a nice night to end on. That. Cool. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, next week. Um, Nebraska or old boy? Isn't home front out? And home front. Fuck. Oh. God. I know what gets my choice. Oh, uh, I'll be honest, bud. I actually would rather watch Nebraska or Old Boy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to watch Home Front anyway, so I'll talk about that as one of my one new. Alright, fair enough. I just. I'm happy to talk about that as one of my one new, because I, I actually I would like to see one of the other two as well. I tell you what, if I see two next week, I will I will see Home Front, and then maybe we can do a double review, but I it, it's really, really touch and go, just what I can see and when at the moment. Well, yeah. Well, what I'll do is, is, is what we're going to go for. Are we going to go for Nebraska or are we going to go for... I, I, considering I was a bit nah, on the home front, go on, you choose. I, I look, whichever one you want. Which one are you doing on Heroes? Don't know yet. Well, then we'll keep it a surprise. Because the thing is, that. yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, the, the, that's it. If like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I want to see Nebraska, but I'm I'm leaning towards Old Boy. But I'll have a think. Yeah. I'll tomorrow, but I'm, I'm thinking it's probably gonna be Old Boy. Just because I, I I saw a trailer for it uh, before. What's it? And the fact that there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity around that movie. Yeah, yeah, I did watch trailer and think this looks shit. But it looks like I might have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, yeah, all right. I'll work something out. And I am, I'll work something. And out. I am going to see Blue's the warmest colour tomorrow. Oh, we'll have a talk about that next week. Mm, certainly. Right. Um, feedback. Uh, iTunes reviews are always greatly received. Uh, feedback to dudesandmonkey at gmail dot com or to the Twitter account, which is at dudesandmonkey, at Ian Loring or at dudefors. Um. Ian, anything to add? Uh, no, no, just uh, thank you for listening. Sorry, it's a bit of a shorter show than usual, but um, I don't know why. It doesn't feel like we've really... Well, I suppose we skipped trailers, but then we talked about Paul Walker, yeah. so it kind of... Um, but, yeah, um, if we're not back next week, frankly, most of you probably follow me on Twitter, so you'll know why. 
Um, but if we are back, then, you know, cool. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, if, if not, then Streets of Fire commentary will be recorded at some point and uploaded at some point. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say, really. Cool. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Cheers, guys. <laughs>